Welcome to Hachzeik, the Daily Musar Impact Initiative. Okay, we're in Parak Chok Beis, Shir Vav, and we're continuing on the Indian of Anibas Bemaisa. Says so Ramchal, Hachelik Hasheni, the second act, the second uh, section having to deal with Anibas in action, who Sevila So Elbainus, that's to tolerate humiliation or tolerate insults. One of the midas of Hakadosh Baruch Hu is that he will overlook the sins for somebody who overlooks sins that are done to him. And here it's kedai also to look into the Sefer Torah Devarah, who talks a lot about this particular mida and how we have to emulate Hashem. The Gemara says those people that are, are, are ashamed, all of them, and they don't return that shame to the people they heard it from. They hear their uh, degradation, they hear they're embarrassed, and they don't reply. That's what the Pesach says on them. These are the ones that HaKadosh Baruch Hu loves as strong as the, as the sun in its gevura. And why does he pick the sun necessarily? Um, so it seems that this is the uh, the famous medrash that talks about that was Shnei Ma'eris Hagadolim when Hakadosh Baruch Hu created the world. The sun and the moon were equally strong until the moon came and said, that "How can two um, uh, two two entities uh, use the same uh, kesser? They could be the same. One has to be greater." So Hakadosh Baruch Hu's mocked in the Yareach, made the Yareach smaller. So you see that sometimes the son, who kept quiet and didn't say anything, ended up being the Tzeis Hashemesh B'Burasai. So a person who is Maktin Atzmai and is not, doesn't uh, allow himself to be embarrassed and respond, um, uh, that's called Tzeis Hashemesh B'Burasai. What's interesting is, is that Sbilas Halbainus in general is not an action, it's a non-action, it's doing nothing. So you see the importance, how great this is, that even though this is a Shei Baltasa, you haven't even done anything, it's still considered so great of uh, of, of a Misa of of Anivus. So the, the uh, uh, Mchal continues. V'sipra migodel an an vasay shel baba ben buta. The Gemara Nadarim talks about how great was the the uh, Anivus of of the godel baba ben buta, the Tana baba ben buta. V'zelashoynam. And this is what they explain. A man from Bobel came to Eretz Yisrael and he married a woman. And apparently they came from different places, so their dialects were different. They didn't. They, she, he didn't understand what she was saying. She didn't understand what he was saying. So it says he would he would uh, ask for something, like he would ask for this food, and she would give him something else because the, the word meant something else in, in their own town. So it says, cook me this, and he cooked, she would cook something else. So one of the things he said was, bring me butzini. Butzini meant a melon, a certain type of a melon. And she went and thought it meant a lamp. And she brought him two lamps. So he said, take the two lamps and break them on by by the Resha the Baba by the head of the gate, by the gate of the of the door, main gate of the city. So she said, Resha the Baba, the head of Baba, Habi Yosef Baba Bembuta Vidondina. So Baba Bembuta was sitting in the Dintaira. But Ozlas and she went, but Tavras Yasan al Resha, and she broke the lamps on top of Baba Bembuta's head. She thought Baba meant Baba Bembuta, not the gate. So, so Baba Babuta turns to him and said to her, what did you do? 
I'm just following what my husband told me. He said I should break this on, on your head. So he chapped what was going on. Omar, and he said to her, You've done the will of your husband. You will have two children that will be like Bava ben Buta. In other words, Bava ben Buta should have been angry. Somebody came and broke something on top of his head while he's in the middle of a din Torah. And once he realized what was going on, he was not concerned about his own um, his own covet and felt that here was a woman who was at least, you know, she was simple. She wasn't, she didn't know what she was doing, but she was trying to do the right thing. And she, he gave her a bracha, just the opposite. And here, the Manchester Rosh Hashiva says a very interesting thing. Manchester Shiva says that imagine for a moment that such a situation happens, it, you don't just react this way automatically unless you've trained yourself a lot. You have to be prepared because when somebody comes and breaks something on your head and you're not, you have not been learning Musr and preparing yourself how to react in such a situation, there's no way a normal human being would not react with anger that somebody broke something on their head. So you can imagine what this comes to show us. And here, Ravolbi writes in Ali Shur that it's a very good idea that a person should take a, a certain period of time every day, maybe 15, 20 minutes, and sit among people. He can sit among, let's say, uh, Ben Yeshiva in the dining room with other people and talk with them so that you get used to being in a conversation where somebody might embarrass you and you can practice not responding to it. And if you're matzliach with a certain group, so go to a different group and try it with a different group. And you should try to put yourself in such situations and see and train yourself, so to speak, so that you're not going to respond negatively to these things when they happen necessarily. So now the, the Ramchal gives other examples. The Hillel, Kamoikain, Hillel, the famous Hill, they say the same thing. From his great Anivas, a person should be uh, uh, an Anvason like Hillel. And, you know, and, and, and we see many, you know, many, many different stories in the Gemara about Hillel, how he was uh, very careful, the famous story with the Ger, who wanted to teach the Torah al Regalachas, how he was so careful uh, to be the uh, Prava Anivas. And then he continues, Rabbi Avo, and then Rabbi Avo, Achri Roiv Anbasan and Moser Shadain Legi Elias Roy Likrei Onov. He he himself was a great Onov, but at a certain point, he just he realized he himself was not Roy to be called an Onov. Zelas Shainam. This is what the Gemara says. Omer Rabbi Abohu, Meresh Amina. First I thought Anbasan is Ano. I thought I was a an, uh, a humble person. Kevin the Chazin of Rabbi Abba the Akai. When I saw Rabbi Abba the Akai, the Omer Iu Chatama. He said a, a pshat, and in the middle of the shir, the uh, the uh, the maturgaman who was uh, translating or saying out the shir loud, added or changed something, and obviously he held that he was correct in what he did. He didn't get angry that he changed what he said. Then I see I myself I'm not uh, an anvasan because of Rabbi Rabbi uh, um, uh, Rabbi uh, uh, Abba could be this 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 way. I see that I'm I'm not close to that level. And here there are, again many stories that are told of Rabbi Yisrael in a similar vein. The stories told of Rabbi Kiva Eger once on his way to uh, uh, on a trip he stopped in the city of Nicholsburg in the city of the Goyin. Her Mordechai Banet was the rov. And uh, Rav Mordechai Benet heard so much about um, about Rav Akiva Eger, so he started to talk to him and learning. And at a certain point, he said, "I don't. I wasn't that impressed about what he what he was hearing." So they came to the shul, and he wanted to be mechabed him to say a drasha. 
So he was Mechavar Rabbi Eger, and he started, Rabbi Kaver said a drusha in the shul. And in the middle of the drusha, um, Rabbi Chabanet uh, interrupted him and asked him a kasha uh, that would upshlag basically the whole drusha that he was giving. And Rabbi Kiva Eger listened, and he stopped the drusha, and he didn't finish. He stopped, and he went down. So uh, uh, again, he felt, you know, how great could he be? How great could this Rabbi Kiva Eger be? So uh, uh, when he, before he left, um, uh, Rabbi Kiva went to Rabbi Kiva Eger, and he wanted to apologize that he interrupted the shear and didn't let him finish with such a kasha. And uh, uh, Vegar answered him. He said, "Yeah, and it's not a, no, it's not a problem. But I just want you to know that your your kasha is not a kasha." And he went on to explain what, what was wrong with the kasha, and that his shear was in fact correct. So Ramot said, "So, so why did you not say that when I asked the kasha?" So he said, "Because I'm standing in the shul of the Marada Asra, and if I'm going to the Marada Asra, is going to say something. I'm going to contradict him, and I'm going to show that I'm bigger or I have a better answer than he has." It's not covered to the Bar Asra. So I'd rather be embarrassed and walk down that I didn't know than to answer the Kash in public. And so then, Ramot understood the godless, he understood the greatness of, uh, of Rabbi Kiva Eger. And a similar story is told about uh, the guy Rabbi Yitzchak Blazer, the famous Rabbi Yitzchak Blazer, who wrote a sefer called the Pri Yitzchak. And uh, one time, uh, he was by uh, uh, the, the Beis HaLevi, Rabbi Yosheh was in his town and he, he said a drosha. He asked a kasha. And he asked a great kasha. And all the Tamilichom were mafalpil in that kasha and they were going back and forth and, and uh, being mafalpil in the kasha. And Rabbi Yitzhak was quiet. He didn't say nothing. So afterwards, uh, uh, Rabbi felt, he said, I don't know, they say that he's such a big Talmud Chacham and he's quiet and didn't say anything. What kind of Talmud Chacham is he? So uh, he went back to his room and he asked to bring him his sefer, the Pritzat Yitzchak. I want to see what the, what the sefer is that he wrote. And he goes, starts opening the sefer and going through. And sure enough, in the sefer, he finds his kasha that he asked and a whole teretz that he wrote. And then he understood the godless of Ritzel Blazer. So we have to understand how Gedoy uh, Torah show their anivas and are not embarrassed and uh, be able to act the same way. You have been listening to a shear by Hachzeik. If you have been impacted, please share with others. For the daily shear, please visit Hachzeik.com or call 516-600-8080.